It was volatile in McDonald's this afternoon. A girl with a black North Face uniform was desperate for the disabled. The women's was out of order. She padded the ground like a seagull luring out worms. She gave a little knock on the door with her back to it and muttered the word please under her breath. There was nothing anyone could do other than witness her public torture. A symphony of coughs and sniffs bounced from table to table as families itched their eyes and wiped slurps from their wet noses. Outside, sleet imitated snow, but without any of the charm and grace. The white sludge fell like fat rain on the lids of the parked cars, only to immediately melt and disappear as if it never happened. The after-work lads and the after-school dads hunched in the driver's seats queuing at the drive-thru, dreading opening the window to let out the warm blowers and the heart FM. Caitlin wished they served Bovril and McDonald's. She didn't really want the tea she added to her McPlant meal. It tasted of blood last time. She was hot under a pink fluffy knit, so she carefully unpeeled her arms and then wrenched her head out trying not to expose her midriff any more than would be necessary in what was probably the worst vest top that she'd ever owned. Beside her was a woman in her sixties with a long petrol grey ponytail tied back in an elastic band that looked uncomfortable like it tugged at her scalp. She didn't look very well at all. She was wheezing into a big and cheesy, sweating and clammy. Her skin was patchy, her head was shaking and it looked like it had been tied on loosely and might fall off. These chairs, she announced to Caitlin and or anyone else who cared to listen. Too close to the flipping tables. She was definitely wedged in. The only way she could get comfortable was to side saddle into the aisle and that brought her even more awkwardly close to Caitlin's table. The woman accidentally scattered a few fries on the floor in her desperate attempts to scratch her back but her stumpy fingers couldn't get to the right spot. They flayed around on her scratchy jumper, unable to catch the wave of the itch. God's sake, she mumbled. Caitlin didn't know how to help her out. She just gave her a sympathetic smile. Could you scratch it for me? She asked Caitlin. How bold. How brilliant. What a moment. This would be a first for Caitlin. She guessed not for this woman though, considering how nonchalantly she'd asked a complete stranger to scratch her back. Caitlin could just about reach her by leaning over the aisle and not actually standing up. She was getting a bit self-conscious of being watched by the young couple beside the window and a group of bookish-looking schoolgirls a bit further down. She was directed to the itchy zone, by way of the classic up a bit, down a bit, and then a mistaken left for right, before the lady let out a climactic sound of relief, followed by 
Yeah, a bit more there. And then she grabbed a chip to indicate she'd finished with Caitlin, who was then thanked just. Then the woman celebrated her relief by producing two festive bakes from her coat pocket and introducing them to the adjoining large chips and mozzarella sticks to form a hybrid McGregor's banquet. What a woman, thought Caitlin. She hadn't noticed Bryony from wild swimming until she heard the man opposite her speaking. She clocked him much earlier due to his incessant burping. The man was speaking whilst shoveling in his chips, having not even lifted the lid of his double quarter pounder yet. He picked at them like he resented them. He looked unsuited to his beard. It was too pubic, like it had been stuck on as fancy dress. Or he was trying to prove that he could grow one. But he couldn't. It was patchy, and it was thin, and it was like ginger cotton wool. Haven't you literally only just seen her? She'll be sick of you by Christmas. She's so different from you anyway, I don't get it. Caitlin couldn't see Bryony's face. She could only see how little she was moving. And she heard some little sniffs of a cold. Bryony was rigid and very slowly picking at the chips. Are you listening? He said with more aggression in his tone. Bryony sniffed again. Sorry, I was just thinking about that work email. Can you not even spare me five minutes? This is supposed to be a nice meal out together that I'm treating you to. You shouldn't be doing work now, it's a joke. They take the mick that lot, don't they? Stop sniffing, will you? It's getting on my nerves. Bryony nodded. He wasn't loud enough for anyone other than Caitlin to hear. Please don't do that with your chips. One at a time, alright? You're not six. You know it winds me up. momentary ceasefire enabled Caitlin to take stock. Her heart was racing. She was gobsmacked. What could she do? He started up again. What? Why are you looking like that? Oh, we're doing that baby of silent treatment here, are we? Whatever. I need a piss. Eat up and he bolted upwards and brushed past her long coat and Caitlin's table towards the toilets. Bryony didn't move a muscle and neither did Caitlin for a moment. She knew if she was going to speak to her she'd only have a few seconds. Bryony, she whispered. She jumped up and span round. She looked elated to see Caitlin but then suddenly the realisation that she might have heard their conversation. Hello, 
love. I didn't realise you were there. Whispered Bryony. Just been trying to break the back of my Christmas shopping in town. Felt I needed a treat. Bryony looked down. Looked at the door of the toilet. Sorry I've not been at the last two swims, she said. It's alright, I missed the last one too. I think it was just Lauren in the end, so she went on her own. Because Charlie's cast has got a few more weeks, isn't it? Caitlin was aware the man could return any minute. Men don't hang around in the toilet. She stared hard at her. She was trying to telepathically reach out a hand of rescue. She gave a little smile. She raised her eyebrows, trying to use her eyes to signal to where the man had walked, indicating the need for her to reach out. Greg, this is Caitlin from our swimming group. And he was back, tucking in his shirt whilst brushing past, having failed to adequately finish being in the toilet whilst in the toilet. One of them, are you? He replied, landing with a collapse on his seat and immediately stealing Bryony's final chicken nugget. Come on then, we're off, he indicated to Bryony. And he zipped up, nearly trapping his wisps of beard fluff in his coat before slumping onto his phone. Bryony grabbed her tote bag. Caitlin went back to her McPlant, but she couldn't actually bring herself to take a bite. She just held it in her hands. She needed to be with her friend until she left. Bryony sniffed, and he shook his head and laughed at her, getting up to leave without taking his face from his phone once. Nothing to Caitlin. Bye, Caitlin. Nice to see you, she said, trying to hurry and not be too far behind him. Caitlin pulled a fresh pack of tissues from her coat. She thrust them at Bryony. Their hands touched, and Caitlin made sure she looked her in the eyes before she scurried off. Caitlin was left watching the woman with the ponytail, sliding her straw down her jumper to reach the spot that she'd helped her scratch that had obviously become itchy again. 